It's Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. 8.07 on a Saturday morning. Happy Saturday if you are just waking up. Thanks for tuning in to WSB. We are happy to be with you here. And we're happy that it's the weekend. Oh my gosh, the week was so long. It just drug by. And for those of you who listened at 6 o'clock, I'm sorry, you have to hear this again. So I was just trying to mix up the days a little bit. Like, they're all the same. Like, I'm here Monday through Saturday. Every day ends in Y, especially now. My husband and I are just home all day together. There's nothing to do. And we wanted to go camping this weekend and just bring the travel trailer out to somewhere on uh, Lake Alatoona. But none of the campgrounds that we typically use are open right now. So my husband had the really cool idea, which I really did think this was cool, to put a tent up in the driveway last night. And he's like, we'll go camping. So I thought that was really sweet. So that was really cool. It got cold last night. It got to like the mid 40s. And we were not prepared for that. And so he slept in one part of the tent. You know, the the Great Dane, the dog, had to sleep on the air mattress with me. So both of us on an air mattress didn't work out too well. And she got so cold. She was literally on top of me on the air mattress all night. Woke me up every hour doing her circling. You know how dogs will circle the bed before they find a spot to lay. So, yeah, at 4 a.m., I just finally gave up and said, let's go inside. But that's about the time I need to get up and get ready to come in for the show anyway. So... I'm working on not full energy. I'm always high energy on Saturday mornings for you guys. I'm really tired, and I'm not going to lie. I'm going to go home, take a nap, and then I think I want to try to head out to Sandy Springs to see the Thunderbirds and the Blue Angels fly over today. That's really something very cool that they're doing to honor all the frontline people and the healthcare heroes that we've got during this pandemic right now, and they've already been through a tour of Baltimore and D.C. and Philadelphia, so we're lucky Atlanta's on that list but they will enter into the Marietta area around 135 today. And then their flight pattern will take them down 41. And then they go down to like the Brookwood area where 75 and 85 come together near Midtown and then go up 400 circle around Sandy Springs. You'll be able to see them come back down along the downtown connector and then head Southwest down to Peachtree city. So all of that is literally going to happen within 25 minutes from 135 to almost two o'clock. And then they will be in and through Metro Atlanta so if you can find a, a spot along that route, I think that's something the family is really going to enjoy, seeing the Blue Angels and the Thunderbirds all together at one time. And just what a neat thing they're doing to honor everybody who's working so hard through this to keep us healthy and to keep us safe. So, yeah, just something to do with the family this afternoon. If you need to get out of the house, 404-872-0750. I love taking your calls any lawn and garden question you have, and if you don't want to wait on hold, you can use the WSB radio app on your smartphone. When you open it, you see a little microphone at the bottom, and it's open mic, and you can just record your name and the city you're calling from. Just a quick, you know, 10, 20 second, my name's Kay from Marietta, and here's a question I have for Green and Growing or that I have for Ashley. And that's a great way to get your question answered as well if you don't want to hold on the phone. And the Facebook page. If you search Facebook for Green and Growing WSB, you'll find my show Facebook page. I don't have a website, but mainly that, and that's a good way for you to get in touch with me if you have a picture you want to share, you just want to interact. I post multiple times a day about a lot of different things, so I would love for you to follow me there, and we can carry the conversation beyond 9 o'clock on Saturday mornings. I want to talk to Dana in Decula. Good morning, Dana. Thanks for calling. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. So what's going on? You have a cool house plant. Yeah, so uh, we bought, I think it's called a, a corn plant. We're pretty novice plant growers, um, but I think the, the technical name is a Dracaena. Mm-hmm, Dracaena, yep. 
Yes. So we bought it probably about two or three years ago. Um, it's always done pretty well. It's got three three hardy uh, stalks and then, you know, multiple um, growths or, or smaller stems coming out of them. Um, a couple weekends ago, we repotted it or we used the same pot, uh, same pot, but, but put different soil in it and, and kind of spread out the stalks a little bit. And uh, it's done okay since then. I've noticed more, more browning. And then this morning we came out and one of the um, softer green stalks that comes out of the, the bigger stalks is flopped over and very brown. And so I'm hoping you can help or, or tell us if we did something wrong. <laughs> now, a couple of things. Typically, when you repot something, you do want to go to a larger pot, maybe just an inch, no more than two inches larger, because I think you get the roots really excited and they think, oh, cool, I'm going to have room to spread my legs and move out. But then if it goes right back in the same pot, it's kind of like, oh, same story, different day. So I, I don't want you to necessarily have to replant it again because that's a lot of stress on it. But that's something to think about. And then did you introduce any fresh potting soil in there when you repotted it? We did, yeah. Okay, okay. So that's very good. And make sure, you know, it's airy and the soil's kind of light and stuff. That way it's going to be able to have good drainage. Um, and make sure, too, that it's that it's in the right light. I know they typically do like bright indoor light, but maybe since it's a little stressed out, pull it back from a window just a little bit. Or if it's a, if it's a plant you typically do take outside in the summertime, which is fine, maybe don't do it just quite yet because that full sun is going to be a lot of stress on it just from having been repotted. But continue just to watch the water level, Dana, because typically, I mean, a, a a good standby for house plants is just consistent moisture, never letting them dry out in between, but not soaking them either. So, I mean, if it's in a place that you see it every day and you walk by every day, it's just a matter of sticking your finger in the dirt as you walk by and just making sure that it's moist, but certainly not soggy. So that would be probably the most important thing to do right now is just maintaining the moisture. Okay. And what do you recommend as far as the, the part that is, um, what look I would I would say it's dying or it looks like it's dying that's flopped over. I mean, it's got beautiful green leaves on it, but it's not sitting up straight anymore. And it, it looks like it's the part that it's connected to is pretty brown. I mean, do we cut that off? Let it go for just a little bit, and if it looks like it's going to stay alive, maybe find a way to stake it up. Um, but then, too, if you can kind of get your hands down in the soil around just that one stalk, kind of just lightly you know, loosen it with your fingers if you can get down in the soil and just make sure the roots are kind of spread out nice. The, okay. Maybe maybe it was just stuck back in there too quickly or the roots were just disturbed somehow when you repotted it. So don't give up on it yet. Just check okay. and, and dig in there and kind of just um, tease it with your fingers a little bit and make sure the roots are comfortable. Stalk, yeah, I would, I would stake it up a little bit and then just kind of continue to watch it. But yeah, I mean, if it continues to show signs of decline, then go ahead and yank that out. And don't fertilize or anything right now because that's going to add to a little bit of the stress. Okay. Thank All you right. so much. Good luck with it. I know being a houseplant parent is so exciting and it's definitely something you want to enjoy and have fun with it. And good for you repotting it. That is like one of the most intimidating things to me. It's just something you know you need to do and you don't ever want to do it. So that's really tough. 404-872-0750. Daniel in Jonesboro. Good morning. You're on Green and Growing. Uh, morning, Ashley. Hey there. Yeah, uh, I heard you talk about uh, the uh, maple tree. Well, I got a maple tree, and it's the 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 bottom the bottom uh, portion, about the bottom fourth, 
leafed out and about the the top fourth leafed out, but the middle part, the limbs, it didn't leaf out. It's just mm-hmm. bare limbs. Oh, boy. Now, have you noticed anything? Like, it's so hard to tell the common diseases in, in maples if you're not really looking at the leaves very carefully. So when you do see the leaves, the part that came from the part, you know, where it lost the leaves, did you see any discoloration or spots on those leaves or you didn't notice? Well, I didn't I didn't take a close-up look at the leaves. I also, also wanted to... Uh, uh, the uh, tree sits inside a tree ring, and the roots started coming out and messing up my uh, tree ring. And I, 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 I chopped some of the roots yeah. at least a qu- a quarter yeah. uh, way around the ring. Uh, that may that may definitely be a bad thing. Now, I'm not super familiar with maples, and I know they're just a little more high-maintenance than a typical tree if I were to advise you on oak tree roots or pine trees or, you know, um, river birch or something like that. I know about those a little bit more, but if there's been any damage to the root, that can definitely be reflected in now what's going on with the limbs of the tree. So what I want you to do, Daniel, the portions of the tree that you can get to, go ahead and just check those limbs that are bare right now. I mean, it's, it's not, you know... 100% likely that it's dead and it is still retaining leaves in the middle part. But the the limbs that don't have the leaves, go ahead and do a test with your fingernail and scrape those limbs with your fingernail and see if there's any green underneath whatsoever or if it's just so brittle it dies in your hand. Then, then you'll kind of know at least where it's going. And like I told the previous caller, really the only fungus that I'm familiar with is anthracnose. I'm not really familiar about a lot of the other diseases and, and fungi that are common to, mag, uh, to maple trees. So, but I mean, that right there, I, I would definitely think some root damage is probably pretty harmful to it. And if you have a way to do that tree ring, I guess it's all one piece, but if you had a way to segment it and break it up and allow the roots to come through above ground and then just not put the ring there, I would do that too. But yeah, keep in touch. And I'm still hoping someone will call before nine o'clock that knows a little bit more about maples and can help you and the previous caller as well. We got to take a break here coming up on 818 on WSB. So Aaron and Bo, y'all hang tight and taking your calls 404-872-0750. The news and information you need and the entertainment you crave. Atlanta's News and Talk is on 95.5 WSB and streaming live on your PC or laptop at wsbradio.com. Here we are back for the last half hour of Green and Growing. The show always flies by. Thank you so much for being a part of it. 404-872-0750. You're waking up, you're stretching, you're drinking your coffee, wondering what is ahead of me today? Well, I will tell you, the weather brought to you by Finley Roofing. Today and tomorrow are going to be beautiful, both pretty much carbon copies of one another. Highs will reach the low 80s and lows finally settling in around the 60, low 60 degree mark. So that's a pretty good indication. A little bit of a chance for a, thray, a stray thunder shower as it stands right now, maybe on Monday. But we don't have to worry about that until Monday. So for right now, you'll enjoy the warm temperatures. It's warming up. It's already 55 degrees on Peachtree Street. Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Here's your garden to-do list this week. We'll go ahead and do this for you. Sometimes we do it twice an hour. Sometimes we don't. It just depends on who all needs to hear it. We've had some questions about the garden to-do list as well today. So it just serves as a good reminder 
just keeping everything easy for you. Three simple, not intimidating things that you can get out and do. Spring cleaning. If you've cleaned up the flower beds, maybe even weeded them, now you can put down mulch. That's a great time. Help regulate that soil temperature, especially around vegetables. Retain moisture and lessen the weeds. And number two, we want to help the birds out. Now is a good time to just check yourself. Make sure the feeders are clean and keep them full to encourage the birds to come back. Change out the hummingbird food, the hummingbird water, if you haven't done that since you put it out in late March, early April. That's got to be changed really every week or two. And check the bird baths because they use them for drinking and bathing. And we want to make sure that water is clean. And number three, keep an eye on your gardens. We love that the temperatures are finally getting around 80 degrees. And I don't know if that's here to stay. It looks pretty consistent through at least Thursday. But that means it's more on you now to keep everything watered and properly moisturized in the garden. So keep tomatoes on that regular watering and fertilization schedule. And then also, it's a good weekend, a great weekend to get out there. And if you haven't already planted things like corn, peppers, cucumbers, peas, and watermelon, it's still not too late for that. And I've had some great advice from some of you who heard me lament back in February. You know, I started tomato, pepper, and okra from seed. And okra, I have not had luck with at all. And y'all that have done this for years and your grandmothers have done it in Georgia for years, you're like, ah, don't start okra seed inside. Oh, well, you live and learn. So it didn't really go too well for me. I would have a couple of plants that tried to come up and then they just didn't. So it wasn't staying warm enough. And I got great advice from all of you. Start, wait till about now, like the beginning of May, never plant okra in the ground before the beginning of May. So now may be finally warming up to the soil temperatures in the low 60s or mid 60s, the soil temperature that the okra likes. 404-872-0750. Great questions from Jean in Atlanta. I want you to stay tuned to listen to these questions. You may be seeing some of these things that our listeners are seeing. Moss on zoysia. Definitely have a, a reason why and then a how to. Bo in Watkinsville spot that needs some grass and what's the best advice on what grass is going to do well there planting a tree mike and calhoun is it a good time to be doing that needing to keep deer out dominic we've got some great advice for you and maybe some plants that will deter them things that they don't like as much as some other plants in april in loganville magnolia tree dying i'm so sad that so many people are calling with trees that just aren't looking really good we've had a couple of people call about their maple trees and now magnolia tree not looking good so really this is the true test of did it make it through that spring flush and did it make it through putting the leaves on and just coming in healthy like the trees should be doing so now you're starting to see this stuff before it gets too hot and wondering why so we'll try to help april with the magnolia tree as well 404-872-0750 love that you are tuning in to green and growing here on 95.5 wsb off the air at nine o'clock making room for dave baker and the home fix it show nine to noon and you can always reach out to me i'm always available on facebook find the show facebook page just search green and growing wsb and you can get in touch with me there and follow me on twitter Ashley Frasca, WSB, all things traffic and whatever. That doesn't apply to a lot of you right now, but all things traffic and things about the show. Monday through Friday, I'm busy on uh, Twitter. Try to take a break on the weekends. But we'll be back. We're going to check news, weather, and traffic. Thanks for listening to WSB. Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB.
Welcome back to Green and Growing. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Ashley Frasca, just for the next little bit. And then I've got to get out of here and make room for Dave Baker and the Home Fix-It Show. So we've had a good time, had a lot of good calls as well. I encourage you to call 404-872-0750. But first at 8.30 every Saturday morning, we like to talk with Pike Nurseries and see what's going on. So Kara Ziegler back with us. Hey, Kara, good morning. Hi, good morning. How are you today? I'm doing great, and I'm so glad to have you back on. And I know folks are worried, when am I going to be able to return to my Pike Nursery store? So we have some exciting news. We have actually opened our in-store shopping experience yesterday at select locations. Oh, that's good news. So we're finalizing kind of additional safety protocols at the rest of our locations, and we'll have those open next week. But if you want to find out if your store's open, go to pikenursery.com or Facebook or Instagram, and we will have it on there. Well, I remember speaking with y'all back in like late March, early April, and it was such a tough decision to close the stores. You know, y'all tried to stay open as long as you could. But I think when people get in familiar surroundings like that, where they feel at peace and they're comfortable, they were kind of forgetting social distancing and forgetting things like that. So, you know, just best practices for everybody. Y'all made the right decision, but I'm really glad to see you're kind of going at a uh, crawl, walk, run kind of thing here. So with select stores open, pikenursery.com to see if yours is. And of course, we always like to give some folks guidance, Kara, on best plants to be, you know, planting right now or things that you guys have an abundance of that you just love selling this time of year. So what do you have for me today? Well, right now is a great time to plant your hydrangeas. I mean, they are beautiful. They're easy to grow. And really, whether you have sun or shade, there's a hydrangea out there for you. And a color, too, right? There's so many different colors. (laughs) That's exactly right. If you have more of a shade to partial shade situation, the mop head hydrangeas are that classic blue. They're kind of the most popular. The blooms are starting to show up right now and I think a lot of people are familiar with the endless summer series that is is just now starting and they will bloom on and off all summer all the way to fall and they come in you know the blue the pinks there's a white one and then there's the purple bloom struck as well so those are a great choice and then uh, also oak leaf hydrangeas if you have a lot of shade they're a good choice for you as well and they're native to this area and they get those nice like real white cone shaped blooms on them and then if you have more of a partial sun to full sun situation you can grow paniculata hydrangeas and these have gotten so popular really in the last couple of years and i think a lot of people see the the limelights and the vanilla strawberries all over town kind of in full sun and they have those really bright big cones of kind of the white green blooms of a limelight and then the vanilla strawberry has that really creamy white And they're really neat because as the summer goes along, they transition to pink and then they have this really gorgeous kind of strawberry fall color. Yeah, vanilla strawberry is such an appropriate name for that. That's so cool. It kind of makes you hungry, (laughs) too. But so, I mean, there is something for everybody. Like you said, like more of the Old South traditional is more of the mop head, you know, the macrophylla. And then oak leaf. I mean, you're, you're right. You just say oak leaf. You can already picture what the leaf looks like. And you associate that more with just the wood lines and shady areas and stuff. And then panicle or paniculata. Those, I guess, would be more of like the hip, trendy, up and coming, right? Exactly. Because, you know, the limelight has that like chartreuse color. And so, yes, it's so such a hip color scheme right now. And they're just so easy to grow and do so well. And Kara, for the male listeners that are out there, we'll give them a heads up. We'll be the first ones to alert them that in eight days, 
It's Mother's Day. That's <laughs> so right. You heard and it here first. Perfect gift. <laughs> yes, I mean, what woman would not love a beautiful hydrangea plant? You know, it's not like cut flowers where she's just going to have to throw them away. She's going to be able to enjoy that season after season. And hey, you know, if you buy one for her, maybe offer to plant it too, and then it's a win-win. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, Kara, so we'll we'll go online to pikenursery.com and see the stores that are open. But what about the folks in Metro Atlanta who you know still aren't able to go into their neighborhood? Pike Nursery, how would they get to you guys? Yeah, we are still taking requests online as well, and the stores that are not open are are still open to the walk-up customer, so you can still go up to the front door. We will help you select your plants, bring it out to you, and can get you taken care of. And as always, we deliver. So you can request an order online, and we will we will deliver it to you. Awesome, awesome. Well, I really am very appreciative of you checking in, and that is some fun. That's hydrangeas are just so fun to talk about. And next weekend too, I'm going to have a guest expert on Norm Metliner, who's going to give us more information. We're going to delve deep into hydrangeas and talk about how to change the color and the acidity and the soil. You know, a lot of folks care. Probably come see you, and they always ask about that. Well, I'm tired of the blue. I'm ready to change it to pink or purple. So that's one of those flowers that you can kind of control. So that's pretty neat. Yeah, there's uh, there's so many questions with hydrangeas. What, the changing of the color and then the pruning is uh, another good topic to go into with yes, hydrangeas pruning, as well. I just can't keep it straight, so I'm, <laughs> I'm going to learn next week for sure. Well, you have a great Saturday. Thank you so much for calling. Yeah, thank you. All right, we'll catch up with you soon. Thank you so much. 404-872-0750. Yeah, that's a show you don't want to miss. I hope to have Norm on for at least half an hour next Saturday with just strictly the hydrangea basics of like Kara and I just discussed how to change the color if you if that's even possible with your hydrangea and also proper pruning techniques. I'm selfishly going to admit I, that segment's a little more for me than for all of you, but there's definitely something to learn there. So hopefully you'll tune in next Saturday. We'll be here same time, same place. Six to nine. All right. I want to go to Jean in Atlanta, who's been patiently waiting. Good morning, Jean. How are you? Good morning. All right. So you got a problem. You got something you do not want. Yes. I have uh, Zeon soils here in my backyard. And, you know, because of the rain we had this fall, I've uh, got a lot of moss in my yard. I've tried a lot of different products. Uh, I've even taken my backpack blower and one guy record and just blowing it out and it comes out in big patches. But uh, how do I how do I eradicate it? It's it's uh, it's nothing is growing because of the uh, moss is covered up everything. Now I'll tell you before I even recommend a product, and you said you've tried them. Um, I I kind of think that's a gimmick to to a little bit of a a point a, a moss control product. Just like there's you know squirrel repellents and things like that. Like some things just don't work. But what moss likes is shade clay soil which george is famous for and lots of moisture and you know what your zoysia hates all three of those things your zoysia does not like shade it doesn't do well in compacted clay soil and it doesn't need a lot of moisture because that lends to diseases and fungi and moss like you're seeing so really gene before we even waste any money you know dealing with how to control the moss like i would make the environment more suitable for the zoysia if you have your heart set on keeping that as your lawn grass i don't know if you need to take down trees or maybe build up the yard a little bit so that there's not low-lying spots that stay moist and wet like that that are conducive to moss but if you want to stick with the zoysia you're going to need a lot more sun in there is that even possible yeah i'm in the process now taking out a bunch of limbs because that is the next option um so more sunlight would get in 
So I got a guy coming in with this machine, and he's going to prune the trees up about 30, 40 feet. I've taken out some trees, which I hate to, but come to find out, they're full of black carpenter ants. So that's a, that's a win-win. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's perfect yeah. timing, too. Okay, because, yeah, I know there's probably a lot of arborists listening and be like, no, Ashley, don't tell him to take down all his trees. So, yes, limbing them up is really ideal, and sometimes we can do that ourselves. Sometimes we can't because the limbs are, you know, too high. But that's a good start, Gene. So right now I wouldn't worry so much about the moss as I would just worry about getting that in check and getting a lot more sunlight to those zoysia areas. And like I said, building them up, whether it's a sand and soil, mix or something some of the low-lying spots keep your eye on that but sometimes like right now you could shovel the moss out there are products like moss out and moss max and stuff like that but uh, right now concentrate on the sun and keeping the zoysia healthy like i want you to make sure you know the fertilization regimen for the zoysia and the stronger that grass is it's going to help keep the unwanted things out okay Uh, one more question sure poana How do I get rid of it? Oh, my goodness. That's annoying, isn't it? So lots of good weed products out there that'll do it. And it's probably, you know, we wanted to get a little bit better jump on that, you know, than than now. Um, So Scott's makes a product. BioAdvance makes a product, all like Turf Builder and stuff. And those some of those products, too, have pre-emergence, you know, where we talk about back in February and March getting ahead of the weeds. That's probably going to be what you want to do, Gene. And there's two times of year to apply a pre-emergent before you see spring weeds and before you see summer weeds and things like that. So if if you need to, I I want you to email me if you want to go to WSBRadio.com. And find my email address there. I want to send you the calendar, or I'll actually put you on hold and let DeMarco get your email address. I want to get you the calendar, and I want to get you the schedule for pre-emergent. Because let's get that, the tougher you make that zoysia and the more you fertilize it and it's healthy, then getting the weeds out of there is the next thing you want to do. So I'll make sure you're on the right schedule for a pre-emergent. Great. I love that you're so passionate about your zoysia lawn. It is going to be looking good. 404-872-0750. Dominic in Merriweather County. Hey there. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, how can I help? Yes, uh, during the quarantine, we just planted or we just plowed a forty-five or fifty plot of land for corn, and then we're just worried about the deer because Merriweather County is known for it as deer country, and so or deer county. So we're wondering how to prevent them from coming in, or are they attracted to the corn? Yeah, for sure. They're they're going to go after anything that tastes good and smells good, and especially when they're free to roam, like something like that, absolutely. So, you know, of course, hunters are going to tell you the things that to attract deer, and then all the gardeners know the flowers that they just absolutely love that sadly inadvertently attract deer as well. But to eliminate that, I mean, you just really have to kind of be smart, try a couple of different things. I know fencing doesn't always keep them out. Um, what about like a motion-activated sprinkler? I mean, some things like that. If you have dogs and, and they're out in the yard a lot with you as you're doing gardening, I mean, that may be enough to keep the deer away. There there are plants that you can plant nearby. And there's a list actually on WalterReeves.com. When you go to WalterReeves.com, a list of plants that have kind of been known to repel deer that maybe you could surround the plot with and even taste repellents as well. But something that you know, something that just the scent is there right away, whether that's coming from the repellent or whether that's coming from something that you plant. I'm I'm looking at a list here online that's 17 ways to keep deer off your property, but I just don't really like any of these. Hedges as a border, actually, that's a good idea. Some kind of holly or some kind of hedge like that. So that may take a long time, Dominic, to really establish something that's going to keep them out. But 
just be vigilant about it right now. And if anyone has any products or anything that they could recommend or just things that have worked for a large area like that where a vegetable garden is wanted but deer are not, feel free to call. And at Dominic, if you listen for the next 20 minutes before I go off the air, I'll be sure to pass that along. 404-872-0750. We're going to take a break and we'll be back right after this. Join us Monday for Landon's Morning News. Get the latest official information on the pandemic. What's open? What's closed? And following the data on whether COVID-19 cases are easing up or not on 95.5 WSB. We want you to get out there and have fun in the yard today. It's a beautiful weekend to do it. The weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing here on WSB today and tomorrow. Highs of around 80, lows around 60, so really pleasant. It's going to be dry. It's going to be sunny. We don't have a chance for rain until Monday, and that's a low chance for some thunder showers. but we won't worry about that yet. We'll get through the weekend, and you'll enjoy the nice weather. 404-872-0750. Bo, I've just got about a minute here for you calling from Watkinsville. Good morning. Good morning, ma'am. How are you? Doing great. How can I help? So um, I've got about an acre spot in the back of my property that I cleared off. Um, I'm going to put a, a shed back there, and um, it's got a it, it's got a really high water table. I've got really lonely soil, and um, I just wanted to know. You know, it gets probably half sun, half shade, dappled light throughout most of the day. Um, what would be the best grass seed back there? Like, and just so you know, when I say high water table, when I remove the trees and I dug around the roots with the excavator, mm-hmm. push them over, at about two feet, there was, you know, water seeping up. Wow. Okay. I think fescue is going to be the most tolerant of that moist of an environment because if we had any summer lawns like Bermuda or Zoysia or something like that, those are going to be a lot more susceptible to, to fungus and things like that staying so moist. So fescue may be a little bit tougher and it's going to definitely handle the dappled shade, but you'll need to do a little bit of research on maybe what variety of fescue is going to be the toughest and endure the best there. So now that I kind of led you a little bit in the right direction with at least fescue, I would definitely look into, there are so many varieties in Watkinsville, Northeast Georgia, you've got a ton of sources there where you'll be able to find the best variety. I know there's so many common ones that are good here in Metro Atlanta, but yeah, the loamy soil, that's a little bit different out that far Northeast. So look into that, Bo, and what you find, I would love for you to call me back and I can just take you off the air on another Saturday and kind of educate me a little bit and let me know if someone has guided you in a direction of what what variety may be best. Thank you so much for that. And uh, we've, we're almost out of time, but Mike and Calhoun, if you can make it fast, I want to help you too. Hey, hey, thanks for taking my call. I I saw an alley elm, and mm-hmm. I've never had an elm tree in my yard. We have an acre that's all clear, and we want to do some cutouts in the yard, and the alley elm would be a beautiful tree. And should I go that route, or should I stay away from the elm trees? I personally don't have a problem with it. And I know we go through life cycles of different trees that over you know, the course of a few years will be really insect prone or just all of a sudden crop up with diseases because they're overplanted and things like that. But if that's something that you like and you have the right conditions for it, I think that would be fine. Now, if any horticulturalists out there are hearing me say that and, and know something that I don't about an alley elm, go ahead and do call in. And I know they are kind of tough they're they're a little finicky so you've really got to watch for their health and educate yourself on them but for me personally i think if you like it and it's a good situation for it i have not read any publications that there's been any problems in recent years so mike i'd say go for it and liability is on me 
Hey, we got to get out of here. 8.57 and make room for Dave Baker and the Home Fix-It Show. I've had a really good time with all of you this morning. Thank you for your patience with me and for learning along with me, too. Your calls have been great. And I hope to keep in touch with you on the Facebook page when you just visit Green and Growing WSB. Look for that on Facebook. You can kind of continue the conversations with me. Give me advice. Give me some of your thoughts on some of the things that I've said this morning. And always here every Saturday morning, you can call in and be part of the show, 6 to 9. But otherwise, you will hear from me beginning at 4.30 in the morning on Monday morning, part of Triple Team Traffic on WSB Radio and Channel 2 Action News this morning. Have a wonderful weekend, and I'll talk with you soon. Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals 24. Banking services debit card provided by Bancorp, Bank NA, or Stride Bank NA members of FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.